Welcome to the Course Change Podcast. My name is Thor Chalgren, and every week I love sharing with you stories of people who have made a dramatic career change. We talk about the challenges they faced, the lessons they learned, and the success they found on their own unique journey. Over the course of my own life, I've worked in multiple industries, from startups to corporations. The common factor in my work experience, the ability to adapt to change. If you're looking for insights and inspiration to thrive during change, you'll be glad you listened. Hello, and welcome to the Course Change Podcast. I am Thor Chalgren, and today I'm going to talk about the day I almost cried in public. I really wanted to. It was really difficult, but I didn't. And I'm going to tell you a story. This happened to me about two years ago. And I thought last week's episode was probably the hardest one that I might have ever had to tell, which was the day we got hit by a semi-truck. But honestly, the story I'm going to tell today is even more difficult for me to share. It took me a while to decide that I was going to tell this story. I've been thinking about it for a month because it's something that is fairly profound to me and has had a huge impact on me. So here it is. Two years ago, my daughter went off to college for the first time. And this is a story about us taking her back to Washington, D.C. and how I reacted to it. I had been a stay-at-home parent for most of her adult life. So all of the activities and the schoolwork and everything, that kind of fell on me. So this was something where I was involved in her life a great deal. And I'm sure as any parent who has spent that much time with their child, when they get to that point where they're about to go off into the world and start their life, there's a lot of challenging emotions that you face. For me, it was an interesting weekend. We had gotten to Washington, D.C., which is where she went to school, on a Friday afternoon, and we were staying overnight in a hotel near her school a couple of days. The Saturday morning that we woke up, and that was the day that she was going to move into the dorm, she was not feeling well. She was sick to her stomach. We weren't sure what was going to happen. We had to figure out how to get her going so that we could get her moved into the dorm. I think we later on realized it was probably like with a lot of kids, just nerves, and that got to her. But at any rate, we got her moved into the dorm. And the fact that she wasn't feeling well, like as you can imagine as a parent, that just sort of brought my protective instincts up even more. So I think I was even more protective of her and wanting her to be well. We got her moved in and that process worked out. We went back to our hotel room and we all got some rest. The next day, I thought we were going to spend together. She was going to go back to her dorm and start to get things squared away there. We had gone to the National Zoo in the morning. And in my mind, I'm still thinking we're going to see each other that evening, probably go out for dinner or something like that. Because she was not feeling well, we took her to the student health center on campus. They saw her and I think gave her some kind of pill or something like that to maybe calm her stomach down. And we're in the student union and she comes up and she says, well, goodbye. And that was the moment that I almost lost it because I wasn't expecting that. I thought 
we were probably still going to have dinner later or something that evening and get together. So in my mind, I was still anticipating that tomorrow, Monday, was going to be the day that we actually said goodbye, not right now. And she said that she wanted to say goodbye now because she wanted to get back to the dorm and start having a chance to meet people there and make friends. And that all totally makes sense. I get it. But at the same time, there was part of me that was not ready to say goodbye. It was super painful. And I remember standing there in the middle of the student union thinking it can't end this way. Like, of course, nobody ever thinks that something's going to end the way that it does, but it just didn't feel like this was the place that it was going to end. And because it was in public, I thinking to myself, well, I can't just like lose it here. So there's that part of me that just says I have to hold it together. And I hugged her and my wife did. And, and then we said goodbye. She went out one door and we went out another. And in that moment, I was realizing, oh my gosh, I, I wanted to get a selfie picture of us. And I started to turn around and call out to her. My wife like grabs my arm and says, no, don't you dare <laughs> let her go. So we went out that door. And I remember as we walked out under the quad of the campus, about 50 yards away, she had exited the other door and was walking away from us off towards the dorm. And that's the last time that I saw her on that trip. And it was fairly painful in that moment. I felt numb, like I just didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I'm in public, so there's nothing I really can do in terms of expressing emotion. Like I think if I was at home, <laughs> I would have lost it. If we were in the hotel room, I probably would have been bawling, honestly. That's how deeply I felt that pain. My wife and I made plans to leave campus. We went over to the shuttle bus and got on the shuttle and took that into the little town near the campus and then got on the metro. And I just remember first sitting on that campus bus and surrounded by all these other college students, again, thinking, I can't lose it here. But I just felt so devastated and it hurt so much. We took the metro and still didn't feel any better there, but we got into town and my wife fortunately had the presence of mind to say, you know, let's go somewhere, get something to eat. It was maybe four or five o'clock in the afternoon at this point. We found this outdoor restaurant and we sat out there and had some food, a couple beers. And I started to feel a little bit better because we started to talk about what we could do now in our lives. I mean, up to this point for 18 years, a big part of my focus had been raising our daughter, getting her to this exact spot in life where she was going to head out on her own. And now she had. So in that moment, we started saying, well, we could do this. We could do that. I didn't really think that my heart was completely in it, but I recognized that we had to at least start to make those moves in that direction of feeling that now there was a new act in our life that was coming up. That night, we got back to the hotel, and I think that was the time when I actually cried. And it's funny, I'm telling this story now, because last week I told the story about getting hit by 
a semi truck and that night crying. And I think I felt that same way this night where there was a lot of pain that came up. And I thought about it a lot, especially in the last couple of months as we're now almost two years to the day that that happened when she first went off to school. I had this idea that this experience is almost like working at a potter's wheel. I don't know if you're familiar with when you make a piece of pottery, you sit at this wheel and you're shaping it. The the pottery is going around and around and you're working it with your hands. If you know the movie Ghost, you're probably familiar with the whole scene with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. So that's, that's a pottery wheel. It's like that where you are making this piece of pottery, you're developing this person who's gonna go out into the world and you, you've got your hands on them, you're molding them, you're molding them as if they're that piece of clay and you get that vase to where it's beautiful and perfect and you know that your work is done on that vase and yet you don't want to finish the process. You would love this process to just keep going because now it's perfect and you're like, this is so great. Now they're an adult and I love having this relationship with them now because it's so different than when they were a kid. And yet, you know, you have to stop the wheel and you have to pick up the vase and you have to put it aside. That to me was what that experience was like, that challenge of letting her go and knowing that there would be something more for me. And that was the part, I don't think I had that sense then of knowing what was next for me. I certainly do now, but then it was challenging. And what I know now is that when that piece of pottery leaves the wheel, the first thing you need to do is acknowledge that it has left the wheel and celebrate it. I think for most of us who are parents and we have kids that leave, those last couple of months are all about celebrating them. We celebrate their finishing high school, them graduating, them moving on to college if that's where they're going, or moving into the world and getting their own place, or finding a job, or whatever they're doing that's the next step for them. And it's all about celebrating them. And there's never really this moment where we celebrate us, where we say, hey, look what I did. And it's not to be selfish. Of course, graduation and all that should be about them. But we have to feel this moment, this pride of look what we were able to do and the influence that we had in their lives and the things that we did and the sacrifices that we made in order to allow them to grow and shine in the world. And so that is the first step that is so important is to celebrate you because you do have to figure out how to let go. You have to pick up that piece of pottery and put it on the shelf and not keep taking it down and looking at it again. And that's what a lot of us do is we have a hard time letting go, whether that's calling to find out how they are and maybe calling more often or not being able to sort of move on and let your thoughts go to something new because you're so focused on them and what they're doing. And I certainly know that feeling because in the beginning, you know, most parents probably have that experience of not wanting to call every day but you want to know that they're okay. You want to know that things are going all right. And especially in our case, like when we left her, she still wasn't feeling hundred percent great. So that protective instinct as a parent came out even more where I felt 
that I wanted to be there to protect her. And yet I had to know and trust that she was going to be okay. I had to feel comfortable letting go. So that's the putting the pottery back on the shelf and not continuing to take it down. And one of the ways that when I'm working with people that we do that is to find ways to celebrate the completion of the project. You know, whether it's you with your relationship with that child who's moving on, or it's you've left a job or you've been let go of a job or a business is closed. Too often, we don't find the moment to celebrate the good things that were in there, in that job, in that relationship. And so what happens is we just keep going with our lives and we never really made that clean break. We never had that moment of saying, and now I'm done. You know, with the pottery metaphor, it would be almost like you put it on the shelf and you just sort of said, all right, I'm going to just move on to the next one without stopping and going, you know what? I love that piece of pottery and here's what I love about it. And I love that I learned something new and I made this and I tried this and whatever it is, celebrate that moment. So that's number one is make sure that you celebrate whatever involvement you had in this relationship, in this job, in this career, celebrate what was good about it. The second thing is to know that you're not alone. For my wife and I, being able to go together and sit down afterwards, that was huge. I think if this had been something where we weren't together or if it had been easier where we just both went our separate ways, it would have been way more painful. So the second thing to help move on is know that you're not alone. And that can be something where maybe you find other people who are going through this and you help support each other through this moment. Maybe it's you start working with someone because it helps you navigate getting through those moments and realizing that you're not alone. And one of the things that can happen, especially with parents is honestly, in this instance, my wife was able to move on more easily than I was. And that's not at all to say that she didn't have way more attachment or love to our daughter than I did. She absolutely was involved and as invested in loving her and being excited for her as I was. But for whatever reason, maybe because I was there every single day, it was harder on me than it was on her. She was able to say, all right, you know what? We're now moving forward. She is much more perhaps goal-oriented in that sense than I was. So now she had a goal of like, all right, we've got four years to get her through college and make sure that's all paid for. So she probably very practically oriented thought, this is our new goal. This is my new goal. But sometimes with spouses, it can be hard if the spouse doesn't feel that same loss that you do. And you, now you feel even more alone because you're like, I can't talk about how I'm feeling with my spouse because whatever reason, they don't get it in the same way. They don't feel it in the same way. So it's important that you have people in your life that you can talk to about this, who understand what you're going through or who identify and say, you know what? I get it. I've been there. I know what you're feeling. And then finally, you have to move forward. This is probably the most difficult part because there's so many feelings that come up when you think about moving forward, especially when you've spent 18 years raising a child. It's really easy to say, what am I going to do in my life that's as compelling as that? What could I possibly do that would be as impactful or meaningful in life 
as raising that child or that family. And that would be easy to say, but you have to move on. You have to decide that once that piece of pottery is up on the shelf and it's going to stay there, that you take a new piece of clay down and you start making something new. And I think that's what many of us do is we sit there and we look at the empty pottery wheel and we think about why I want to pull that piece of pottery that I just made and put it back down and just look at it a little longer. And I want to connect to its perfection. And yet you can't, and you have to take a new piece of clay, which isn't anything yet. It's going to be something, but it's not anything yet. And now you are faced with that process of having to start over. And for a lot of us, that's difficult. For my wife and I, that was part of what we did that night was we started making plans of what we wanted to do. And we started dreaming and imagining of the things that we could do in the rest of our life, which could be a substantial amount of time. That was exciting. That started to get a little more exciting to us. And it got me away from thinking about what we were losing and instead thinking about what was possibly to come, what we could be gaining, what new things we could do. It wasn't easy, but I think that's important. So that's another process that I work with people on is figuring out what's next for you in your life. What new exciting thing could you do in your life that maybe surpasses what you did as a parent? It's not better necessarily, but it could be as impactful in the world If you are sharing your gift, you're giving of yourself and you have something that you want to do in life that excites you and lights you up and you know it's something that you can do to serve other people and you just need that kick to sort of get forward, get moving, then maybe that new thing in your life could be as impactful as raising that child, that family. But you have to start. You have to grab that piece of clay and put it on the wheel and start the wheel, and start working on what's next. I know it's taken me a couple of years to process this, and this is the first time I've said this out loud like this. I actually feel a little better. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I want to say that it does get better. It is easier over time. And if you are going through a change like this, whether it's a child that's moved on in their life, or maybe one thing has ended in your life, a business, a job, and you're trying to decide what's next. This is something that I help people with. I have a process that we go through together where we figure out what is it that you would love to do in the rest of your life. And it's a very experiential process where we pick one area of your life and say, three years out from now, what would you love to be doing? And we design and develop that together. And then I help you figure out how to implement that on a day-to-day basis. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to my website, thorchalgren.com, and at the top there, you'll see a link that says work with me. Click on that and you can find out more. If you are going through a change like this, know that it gets easier. There are moments of pain and it can be challenging, but you do get through it. You will be stronger And if you make a commitment to yourself to be adventurous, to look for what's next and decide that you will pick up that next piece of clay and start again, you will get through it.
I really appreciate you listening to the podcast today, and I look forward to speaking with you next time. And again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Thor Chalgren on IG, and I always welcome hearing from you. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next time. All right. Thanks for listening to the Course Change Podcast. If you like this episode, I would be incredibly grateful to you if you'd jump over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a five-star written review. This one simple act will help others find the show and build a community of people who support each other. You can always find me on Instagram, at Thor Chalgren. Send me a DM and let me know what you thought. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, here's to your success.